The Wrath of the Volcano God, with Jerry Valle as Francis Cooksworth Pendleton, Ph.D., Amy Levin as Barbara Hornsby, Chuck McIntyre as Saul and John Smith, Keith Schoen as Father McGowan, Mr. Adams, and Chet Jones, Jorah Anderson as Mary Moraga and Angelica Walker, Justin Goatee as Christian McWhitey, written by Justin Goatee, edited by Jerry Valle and Catherine Fleming, produced by Justin Goatee and Jerry Valle, and special thanks to freesound.org. Freesound.org attributions will be included in the description of this podcast. and the smell of the sea breeze at the start of a grand adventure. Yes, sir. Because we're definitely sailing in your yacht, going on a madcap adventure, and not, in fact, on a cruise ship out for a whale-washing casino tour. Precisely, Miss Hornswoggle. It's Hornsby. Still Hornsby. Barbara Hornsby. Yes, yes. Uh, Miss Hornsman? <sighs> yes, Dr. Pendleton? How long have we known each other? I've been your assistant for three and a half years, Dr. Pendleton. Yes, yes, just so. Uh, You call me Dr. Pendleton, but do you know my name, my real name, my full name? Do you, Miss Hornstock? Yes, sir. You are Dr. Francis Cooksworth Pendleton, PhD, renowned expert in antiquities and oddments. Can you actually have a degree in antiquities and oddments? (sighs) From Arkham University, explorer, adventurer, and... And discoverer of the lost city of Moo. That is what the excessively large plaque on your desk says, sir. Yes, indeed, my good Miss Hillsbury. Allow me to give you some advice, Miss Humphreys. Hornsby. Adventure does not find you. Mystery does not find you. You find them. And do you know how do you find them? By keeping my eyes open and my mouth shut. By keeping your eyes open and your mouth shut. And if you've been doing that... You would have noticed what I have noticed. Yes, sir. And what is it you've noticed? Do you see on the horizon over there, silhouetted by the moon, that faint ripple on the water? Do you mean the wave, sir? No, Miss Haggis. There on the horizon, I do believe I see the outline of an island. And if I am not mistaken, and when it comes to matters geographical, genealogical, or historical, I am never mistaken, that island is on no known map. Really? In the entire history of man, you are the first to discover an island less than three miles from the coast of San Francisco? Just so, just so. Charts, my charts, Miss Hasbert. Here they are, sir. You see, here on the map... Where it says Atoll Island? Just as I suspected, that is Atoll Island. Yes, that is just what you were saying. We must create an expedition to explore that island, Miss Hildegard. Uh, sir? But first, I see the buffet is opened, and oh, look, Keto! Barbara! Welcome, welcome! Hello, Father McGowan. It's been a while since I've seen you here in church. Yes, Father. I've always been a parishioner at St. Mary's, but it's, uh, this... Dumb job. It's been taking all of my time. Yes, I heard. Our assistant, Dr. Pendleton. How's that going? Oh, Father. I don't want to speak ill of my employer, but he's impossible. He never gets my name right. He is delusional. He thinks everything is a grand adventure. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. Life should be an adventure, Barbara. When you say it like that, I sound like an old stick in the mud. But no, that that's not what I mean. We all have our foibles. Dr. Pendleton is a good man. And a significant donor to the church. Uh, please do have some patience with him, Barbara. Uh, besides, you are well compensated, are you not? Yes, Father McGowan, he does pay well. And to be honest, that's the only reason I'm still working for him. One like that needs some help from someone with a good head on their shoulders. That's you, Barbara Hornsby. Solid, level-headed, 
No nonsense. You are just the force that Dr. Pendleton needs to balance his eccentricities. And uh, keep those generous donations coming in. <sighs> I see your point, Father. Well, on that note, I'm late for a meeting I'm supposed to be having with him. I'll be running along then. As a good loss. I'll see you next Sunday morning. I'll try, Father. I'll try. But I wouldn't hold my breath. We'll probably be trying to plant a flag at the top of Mount Diablo or some nonsense. Ah, here you are, in the conservatory, reading books by candlelight. What could go wrong? Here, let me help. Ah, bright! Sorry I'm late, Dr. Pendleton. I stopped to see Father McGowan at the church. Of course, of course, Miss Hagfisher. Anything for the church? How is that old coot? Sir? Relax, Miss Hoover, relax. It's an old joke between us two. We went to school together as lads. Did you not know that? No, sir, I did not. Just so, but enough of that. We have a voyage to plan. If you say so, sir. Oh, I do say so, I do. An adventure is only as good as the planning, I always say, Miss Hamilton. That is a thing you just said, sir, yes. Take a look at these charts I've made. I believe this route will get us to our mysterious island as quickly and as safely as possible. I see. I have so many questions. Yes, Miss Hatterson? Well, the island is a straight shot northwest of the bay and not that far off the coast. Yes, and? What is this waypoint you've marked on your map? Is that Saul's Delicatessen? Exactly so, Miss Hoffman. You simply cannot adventure on an empty stomach. And what's this stop along then? Mm, and that is the dry cleaners. I'm having my khaki straightened and starched. One must always look presentable. And a spot of tea. And then we pop by Armando's to get my shoes polished. And with that final step, Miss Hughes, we shall finally be ready for our grand adventure. Still Hornsby, sir. Still Hornsby. So the plan is we do your shopping, rent a boat, and sail out there. Just so, just so. You'll forgive me, sir, but that hardly seems like a plan. I certainly don't see the need to have this map and all these tokens, sir. What what do they even re represent? I mean, really, it looks like you're planning to invade Normandy. <laughs> Stuff and nonsense. Now be a good chap and arrange our mode of transport across the briny deep while I complete the other tasks on our preparation list. Still not a man, but I'll get us a boat. Then I shall see you at the marina. <laughs> Adventure! Right. Adventure. Hello. Hello, my good sir. I seek to procure comestibles worthy of a grand adventure. An adventure into uncharted waters. Waters that through intrepidness, courage, and emboldened spirit, we shall ultimately chart discovering new lands and a host of new peoples Peoples whose distinguished culture will yield a trove of fascinating antiquities. Antiquities that shall shed light on the dark origins of the human condition. And most important of all, antiquities that can of course be sold to a private collector or museum for a tidy profit. Hey, it's you. Again. Uh, can I recommend the Reuben? Would something so prosaic as a Reuben sandwich provide fuel for the soul of one about to embark on a grand adventure? Where is the zest? Where is the zing? I... I can add some hot peppers on top if you like. The zestiest, zingiest on the west coast. Yes! Yes! That sounds grand! I shall have one for myself, and please provide me another for my illustrious compatriot, this Hornsby. Two Reuben Sandos with peppers. You got it, mister. By the way, I like your hat. Oh, this old thing. It's called a pith helmet. But heavens, forgive me. I've not introduced myself. I am Dr. Francis Cookworth Pendleton, PhD, antiquarian, adventurer, and discoverer of the lost city of Moo. Saul, purveyor of fine sandwiches, lord of the porcelain throne, discoverer of my lumbago. Oi, it's killing me today. Those sandos are coming right up here, Dr. Pendleton. P.H.D. Here you are, sir. Two spicy Rubens. That'll be a dollar three, sir. Have a nice day. Thank you, my good man. I always say adventure on an empty stomach is the bane of success. One needs the proper combination of meat, 
fat and bread to encourage the body to perform at the apex of human capacity, to focus the eye in perceiving all the details it beholds, and to free the mind of all the distractions of its mortal vessel. Oi, that guy's a kook. Every week with the pith helmet and the PhD and the adventures. Every week. Ah, the surging wash of sea foam, the lap of waves against the broad, sturdy hulls of great ships, the smell of mating seals, the noble call of the gulls. Ah, Mr. Pendleton, sir, there you are. Yes, Miss Hunt, I have arrived. Have you secured our passage on a seaworthy craft? It's still Hornsby, sir. And yes, I've rented us this sloop right here. The Not For Hire, spelled with a K. <clears throat> with a K, you say? I... Yes, yes, I see. <laughs> How very droll. Sir, this is Mr. Adams. The Not For Hire is his boat, sir. Just so, but I beg your pardon, Mr. Adams. I am quite confused. Yes, is the boat for hire or cannot? Uh, for right price, anything's for hire. It's 50 bucks for the day. Fifty dollars, sir, that is highway robbery. I'll see if you want. If you want to sell today, it's going to cost you fifty bucks. Well, I never. You ain't going to find another boat you can rent on this short notice, mister. It's at this marina anyway. He is correct, sir. There are no other boats available. It is Dr. Pendleton, PhD, to you, Mr. Adams. If you say so, Mr. Pendleton. <laughs> I mean, honestly, will you look at this boat? Look at her, will you? I wouldn't pay $50 to own such a, a pitiful derelict. And what's this, a pathetic swallow boat hanging off the side like a despondent child hanging off its haggard mother? That's a dinghy, sir. It's called a dinghy. That dinghy looks more seaworthy. Let's call it 75 bucks, then. I'm very sorry, Mr. Adams. My employer is... He, he's having a bad day. Here, $75. Obliged. Have a nice day. Have a nice day, Mr. Adams. <laughs> Hogarth, you have undermined my authority! Sir, if I might ask a question. <laughs> yes, go on, Miss Henderson. What is your question? You have a great many bags, sir. Well, Miss Horace, I put it to you that you have relayed an observation, not asked a question. Okay. Why do you have a great many bags, sir? Ha <laughs> Just so. One must always be prepared when going on adventure. Sir, it's just that this ship, well, it, it shouldn't take us more than, say, three hours. A three-hour tour? Nonsense, Miss Henry. This is adventure! And, sir, am I mistaken, or is that your buffalo gun? Well, of course. In case we find ourselves in dire circumstances. Forced to defend ourselves against a ferocious predator. I have also brought sidearms. One for me, and this one here is for you. Sir, I hardly think that's necessary. We're sailing a few hours out, landing on a rock off the coast and coming home. The most we might encounter are a few seals and gulls, sir. Oh, Miss Haddock. It is when you are least prepared that God sent you your greatest test. I also have here 200 yards of stout rope, a horn, a bell, a two-pound block of casting wax, a spoil of twine, a lantern... Sir, a if we make it to Atoll Island and back before dark, we, we really should be sailing. And it's going to take me some time to get all this stuff onto this boat. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, of course, Miss Halifax. Uh, as always, you are correct. Correct, except when it comes to my name, sir. <laughs> just so, just so. Now, please, load my bags, my good man, and then we set sail <laughs> for adventure! Still not a man. I don't get paid enough for this. Uh, did you say something, Miss Hoboken? I said right away, sir. Very good. <laughs> Once more on the high seas, the spray of salt water in our hair, the invigorating scent of the great ocean's briny depths, and lo, on the horizon, adventure! Miss Hagen, how many of these high seas adventures have we been on together? Are we counting Wednesday's casino on the bait ship, sir? How could I not? 
And the regatta put on by the Moose Lodge last year, sir? Indubitably so, Miss Haviland. Uh, then this would be the third, sir. In all of our adventures, Miss Hagel, have you ever wondered why we do it? Oh, yes. I lay awake at night pondering that. And to what conclusion do your nocturnal musings bring you? Me? I do it for a modest paycheck, sir. No, Miss Hackensack, no. The monetary rewards are but a pittance. The reason we throw ourselves into the gaping maw of danger with utter disregard for our lives is... is for the children! So that the next generation will awaken to a world a little more enlightened in this age of discovery. So that the black veil of ignorance will be lifted from their eyes and the light of truth will seal their retinas to blindness! Yes. I suppose for those of us who have inherited an unimaginable fortune, that, that would be true, sir. Miss Harpington, do you see it? Land ho! I see it, sir. It looks very much like a large rock in the ocean. And smoke? Do you see it curling lazily up from the center? There must be an indigenous people living upon this secret isle. Dr. Pendleton, there's simply no way. Wait, you're right, Dr. Pendleton. There is smoke coming from that island. <laughs> this is so exciting, Miss Hartman. Contact with the previously undiscovered people. I think Russian spies would seem more plausible, sir. Come to think of it, I, I will take that sidearm now, sir, if you don't mind. That's the spirit, Miss Havisham. Prepare for adventure! For adventure, sir. For adventure. <laughs> Row! Ugh. Row! Row! Put your back into it, Miss Hugo! More to port, Ugh. my dear! We don't want to land Ugh. among these sea lions! Do you have to stand in the boat, sir? You're making it unsteady! And it's taking... making this all quite a bit more difficult! We're almost there! Almost there! Just a little more! Our feet will eminently step onto the virgin shores of a land rife with intrigue and excitement. Ha! I have once more planted my feet upon terra farma. One small step for man, but one great leap for adventure! Oh, I see that. Yes, yes. Now, could you please help me pull the dinghy more ashore? Nope. No, of course not. You're headed up onto the island. I guess I'll just have to jump out and soak myself up to the waist. Of course! Miss Hess, please bring our things ashore. We should make our way up to the beach and make camp. Of course! Of course, no problem. I'll just put the overloaded dinghy up on the rock. Treacherous landing, I mean. After all, it's so light and maneuverable. Not a two-man job at all. Sir, I've got this. Thank you, Mr. Pendlebrook. That's Pendleton. You can be quite absent-minded, Miss Hartford. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like a problem that I have. Happy as always to carry all of your things, Dr. Pendleton. I know you are. And I must say, that is something I've always liked about you, Miss Habadasha. I believe this is the spot. Yes, let us set camp here on this sandy part of the beach. I'd hardly call this expensive rocky gravel in a pocket of jagged volcanic rock a beach, sir. Beach brings to mind soft white sands, fruity drinks with umbrellas. This brings to mind old tires and watered-down rum drinks from a broken bottle, sir. Indeed. A place that Barbary pirates would stow their ill-gotten gains. A place teeming with... Adventure! I suppose you'll want me to be setting everything up while you wax poetical about escapades in some danger-filled jungle? <laughs> Ah, such pluck, Miss Hodgkins. I'm reminded of that time I discovered lost and ancient moo. Do you remember that, Miss Hottentot? I wake up screaming about it at least once a week, sir. Of, of course I remember it. Ugh. There, all set up. I hardly think this is an appropriate configuration of our... Hey, gads. Miss Hamish, a native! Well, hello there. We come to you in peace! Uh, he isn't deaf, Dr. Pendleton? Um, hi, I am John Smith. Hollandaise, take notes. We are very likely the first white people that these primitives have ever encountered. 
We must be delicate in our interactions with them. Uh, sir, he appears to also be of Anglo-Saxon descent and is clearly speaking English. Hello, John Smith. I am Dr. Francis Cooksworth Pendleton. We mean you no harm. Um, okay. Well, good to meet you. Welcome to our island. We are a small community looking to escape the stress and hassles of civilization. Good to meet you, Mr. Smith. I'm Barbara Hornsby. This is my assistant, Miss Hastings! Is so something wrong with him? Is he going to be alright? He's diagnosed as a centric. All the rich white men are doing it these days. He'll be fine. Okay, I, I should bring you to the village and introduce you to our leader, Elder Marvaga. <clears throat> Miss Halsey, this is amazing, simply amazing. How you have managed to assimilate the base and primitive uttering so quickly is simply astonishing. What is the lad saying? You must translate. Skilled at translating from English to English. I'll put that on my next job application. <sighs> he wants to show you their village, sir. Ha. Excellent. Do lead on Johannes Smith. Oh, um, okay. Follow me. Are you sure he's okay? He pays well. Don't judge me. Oh, oh. Goodness, this is much steeper than I anticipated. Uh, based on the quantity of obsidian and pumice combined with the mineral content of this soil, I'd say we are climbing up the sides of an extinct volcano. That's right. This island is the tip of a volcano. Most of it is beneath the waves. Fascinating. So your village is in the crater formed where the caldera was? Yes. Our village has quite a tale, but I will leave that for Elder Moraga to tell. You keep referring to Elder Moraga. Are you all some sort of religion? Oh no, we, we aren't a religion. Just just a group of people tired of the ills of society and looking for true purpose in life. <clears throat> Miss Holbach, look closely. I believe these people have built their dwellings in the canyon up ahead. Remarkable, they have agriculture, gardens, even some livestock. Despite their crude dress and guttural tongue, they may be a fairly advanced people after all. Sir, I... Please just ignore him. You'll, you'll cause yourself anxiety. Oh. Okay. And this dwelling? It is the largest. It must be the abode of the venerated village chieftain. W wait here. I'll let Elder Moraga know that we have guests. Yes, of course. <clears throat> I just had a frightful thought. You don't suppose these people are... Cannibals? I sincerely doubt it, sir. Good. Good. Good! I must confess, Miss Hardy, this is a much greater find than I would have ever expected on such a remote, undiscovered, unnamed, and uncharted island. I am also surprised what we have found on this very near, very named, and very charted island. <clears throat> what other secrets and surprises do they hold in store for us, I wonder? Oh, look! Who returns our good Johann Smith? We welcome your return, tribesmen! Sh sure, sure. Uh, the elder will see you now. F follow me. Dr. Pendleton, he, he wishes us to follow him. Their elder wants to see us. Oh, excellent. Please lead on, good sir. Uh, uh, okay. Goodness, the construction of this dwelling, it's primitive but effective design. These rough-cut timbers, they must travel to the mainland to gather building materials. Simply fascinating. Dr. Pendleton, those are clearly milled boards. The roof has shingles on it. There's a planter box under the window, sir. Shh! Here comes the village elder, Miss Hopscotch. Greeting, visitors, guests. Welcome to Atoll Island, the home of the children of Moraga. I, <coughs> I am Mary Moraga, the elder of our village. Hello, and thank you for welcoming us on this planet. Hello, Big Chief. I am Dr. Francis Cooksworth Pendleton, PhD. This is my assistant, Joshua Halpert. I see. John, you weren't exaggerating. Nope. Hornsby? Hornsby, was it? Yes, Barbara Hornsby. One moment. 
Dr. Pendleton, as you suggested earlier, I alone should act as the translator, since I understand their, um, dialects. I suggested that? Of course, of, of course, what a splendid idea. You translate, and I shall tell you what to say. But you must make sure to translate exactly. We don't want any misunderstandings. Of course, sir. What is wrong with him? He is rich and has lived a life without consequences. I see. We are fascinated to find that you're living on this island. We, we thought it was deserted. It was, it was. When I was a young woman, I married a wonderful man. For our honeymoon, my husband wanted us to sail down the coast to Catalina, just the two of us. He was such a hopeless romantic. Oh, fascinating, Miss Huxtable. I believe through her crude metaphors and symbols, she's relaying the oral history of how their ancestors came to this place. Yes, sir. Again, please allow me to translate. Elder Moraga, do go on. We had barely made it to sea when a storm arose from nowhere. Our ship was dashed on the rocks in the gale, and when I awoke, I was alone on this island. My husband, Christopher, was nowhere to be found. I believe he must have been lost at sea. Oh, fascinating. These people's ancestors were flung upon these shores and shipwrecked. I... Are you sure he's all right? Yes, very normal. J just play along. As long as you are at a pastry or hard-boiled egg, he's harmless. Very well. I was barely able to survive. I found pools of rainwater to drink from, but the only food I could find were the psychoactive mushrooms that grew in the field of seal scat on the south of the island. I don't know how much time had passed, but I was quite dehydrated and half-starved when God spoke to me. God spoke to you? Yes, yes he did. Well, not directly to me. He sent an angel in the form of a sea lion bearing a pastrami on rye. Bless the pastrami. Bless the rye. A pastrami on rye. The angel fed me and told me that this island was an ancient and sacred place where a powerful spirit slumbered. The spirit of the volcano. When the spirit would awaken, it would signify the final reckoning. The end of days. The angel told me that my charge was to care for the spirit, to keep it asleep, until the signs prophesied it was time to rise. Okay. I was rescued sometime after that and taken back to the mainland. At the hospital, I was nursed back to health. Even when I was feeling better, I couldn't get this place out of my mind. And the duty the angel had charged me with weighed heavily on my soul. I told my tale far and wide, but no one would listen. They thought me mad. And who could blame them? If I hadn't lived through it, I wouldn't believe it myself. I see. Please go on. But a few did listen, and they believed. And they joined me on this sacred island to help me keep the spirit asleep until the time was right. We've made an idyllic community here, away from the trials and tribulations of modern society. We have happiness and purpose. What is she saying? Translate, Miss Halliday, translate! She says, um, she says that their ancestors came here to keep an ancient volcano god asleep? Fascinating. We must observe and document their rituals and rites. How do they seek to appease this volcano god? Ah, it just so happens we are about to enact our noonday rite. Please join us. Sir, she's invited us to come watch their noonday rite. Huh. Excellent. Let us go. Keep your journal handy, Miss Humphreys. We shall studiously observe their heathen rite and note every detail. We go! And in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken, because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Uh, sir, I, I feel we may have stumbled into some sort of cult here. Nonsense, Miss Hackett. These primitive people are just ignorant and misguided in the ways of the world. We will expose them to good Christian values, and they will become solid, productive members of society. 
casting aside their false gods and beliefs. Sir, she's reciting Psalms. 18611, if I'm not mistaken. You see? It's working already. Our presence here is already having the desired effect. They are embracing Jesus Christ as their savior as we speak, Miss Halliburton. We offer to him that sleeps below this basket of fish caught from the sea and offer our voices in this soothing song to calm his heart and soul. Sir, I, I think we need to get back to the boat and head to the mainland. I have a really bad feeling about this. Ha! Rot! We shall stay and observe the culmination of their ritual and afterwards break bread with them and discuss their culture. In their primitive ignorance, they will likely mistake our radiant countenances as the faces of gods and will make us their kings! Ugh. I I'm gonna go set up the camp. Th then shall I, sir? Miss Hillock, what if I need you to translate? I'm sure you'll get by, sir. They seem to be picking up English very quickly. <laughs> and rightly so. It is the truest tongue of all men, after all. Jesus. That's the spirit, Hanson. Wait, Hastings, Hatfield? Come back! Oh, bother. Ah! Oh, a beach is mostly tiny shards of obsidian. Thank goodness I brought a first aid kit. God knows Dr. Adventure never packs anything that useful. Hi, I'm Dr. Francis Cooksworth Pendleton Esquire, PhD the third. Miss Helen Hansbasket, I need you to wash my feet and tell me what these English-speaking people are saying. Are you okay? Oh, I didn't see you there, John. Yeah, I'm fine. Just packing the bags and blowing off steam, as they say. Do, do they say that? I don't know. I've been on this island for three years now. Three years? Yeah, I, I came here when... Oh, hold on. Stay very still. There's a spider on your shoulder. Uh, a spider? So? It's a big spider. A big spider. How big can a spider be? Oh, come on! There's no spider as big as both of your hands splayed out like that! Before I came to this island, I never saw anything like them. Don't be such a- ah, Get off! Get off! Get off! Be- Be careful! Loud sounds scare them and- ah! They bite! Well, don't worry. They, they aren't venomous, if that helps. Oh, no, I'm afraid it, it does not. Oh, it's just all over. I thought you said they weren't venomous. They aren't, but it looks like you have seal fleas. What? What are seal fleas? Fleas that come to the island on seals? They are hardy little buggers. I guess they'd have to be to stay alive on a seal in the ocean. As you can see, seal fleas bite too. In fact, this island has all sorts of unusual creatures on it, and most of them bite. Uh, oh, oh God! This, this, this place is is hell. Get, get me off this island! Ah! Wait, wait! Don't go that way. That's straight towards the snake pit. The intrepid adventurer wandered through their village, following a stoic native guide specially appointed to him by the village chieftain. Our hero noted their primitive farming techniques and crude construction. He turned to address his guide. <coughs> Churchions, it is good to meet you, sir! Yeah, it's Chat. Owns. Octor. Ignoramus. <coughs> Dr. Francis Cooksworth Pendleton, I know our language is difficult for your savage tongue. Lord, give me strength. What do you want? Ah, a linguist! You have a good grasp of the Queen's English. I wish to observe your burial rites. Uh, we have had no need for burial rites. Oh, fascinating. These people believe in immortality, a common delusion shared among many of the world's less developed cultures. Perhaps immortality is achieved through the imbibing of a sacred elixir or the process of reincarnation. I shall need to research this further. Uh, if we did need to bury someone, we would take them to the mainland. Absurdly. 
They also seem to believe that life is finite, and when it has ended, they travel off to another land, this mainland. Perhaps represents their primitive version of heaven. For a proper burial? In a Christian cemetery. Uh, oh, but he seems to have seen the light of our savior. Now I can understand you, right? Goodness, the language continues to baffle me. Hornsby has such a knack for this. Unbelievable. Elder Moraga has asked me to show you around. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Mm. Uh, lead uh, on, my friend. Uh, we get most of our food from the sea, of course, but we do farm here. I do not understand Chote Jones. Food? See? Arm. Uh, why is he putting fish in that fissure? <laughs> fish in a fissure. <laughs> Most all. There is steam coming from that fissure. I wonder if there is a geyser or some other volcanic activity. Close your eyes and dream forevermore. Sleep our lord of fire beneath the cooling waves. Please accept these offerings that to you we gave. A stews volcano spirit. Eat fish. Ah, interesting. He appears to be singing and feeding fish into that volcanic fissure in order to keep their false volcano god at peace and bring a bountiful harvest. Hey, Chet, who's the mainlander? I don't know, some lunatic that washed up on the East Beach. Uh, the Elder wants me to show him around. He's an idiot. Mr. Jones, we're always polite to outsiders. Don't, don't insult him, please. He acts like he can't hear us unless we talk like this. Really? Talk like what, Chet Jones? Who is your friend? This is Christian McWhitey. He tends the fissure. Kovrithayan Bukwateye? My goodness, a more heathen name I've not heard. Good to meet you, Christian Bukwateye. I, I can't do this anymore. This, this guy's driving me insane. Can you finish the tour? Sure, can you finish here? Yeah, of course. Listen, I've walked him through the village and the farm, so really, you just need to escort him back to the boat. Uh, and once you see it launched, I, I don't know, maybe set it on fire or something? <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, Order the volcano, sleep and do not wake. Come on, follow me. Do not understand your tongue. Just follow me or I'll push you off a cliff. Sir, there is no need to be rude, heathen. You're both this way, come on. Pendleton! Doctor! Pendleton! Ah! Miss Hornberger! Must you insist on startling me so? There's certainly no need for those sort of childish games. It's Hornsby! Barbara Hornsby, you imbecile! And we are not on a remote and undiscovered island. These people are not some fictional primitive tribe. We are in hell, snakes! Spiders, seal fleas? What's a seal flea? And these people, they do not have heathen religion. They're some kind of Christian cult. Uh, no offense, sir. None taken. I know where my bread gets buttered. There, there you go, see? They, they are some kind of Christian cult. And Dr. Pendleton, you have not gotten my name once in over three years. I am done! You stay and study these people to your heart's content. Perhaps they will do us all a favor and drown you. I am taking the boat back to the mainland because of the two of us, I am the only one who can sail or read a nautical chart. Uh, Miss Hemhill, I believe you're getting peevish, likely the result of adventuring on an empty stomach. And as I always say, you should never venture on an empty stomach. It will give you a serious case of the grumbles. Here, I brought you a Reuben sandwich. You never said that! I don't want a goddamn sandwich! Miss Hemingway, please don't! That was a perfectly good sandwich you just threw away. I would have eaten it if you didn't want it. How will you look at that? 
Astonishing. Never seen a sea lion hold a sandwich between its flippers before. How droll. That is quite a sight. It's the first sign. The angel shall return and the sleeper will awaken. I must tell Elder Moraga. The sleeper awakens. The sleeper awakens. The sleeper awakens. Ah, what's going on? Oh, it's an earthquake. Let's go to the village. Let's go to the boat. There is plenty of time to go to the boat. We have to find out what these natives are all about. The angel returns, the sleeper awakens. What does it all mean? Uh, uh, mm, oh, all right. Then can we please go back to the mainland? Just so, just so, Miss uh, Hopper. Uh. Elder Moraga. Jinmick Whitey, why are you charging into my house? Elder Moraga, the sleeper awakens down on the beach. The angel returns in the, the form of a sea lion holding a pastrami on ride. <sighs> it, it was a Reuben, not a pastrami on ride. <sighs> What's the difference? My dear man, surely you cannot be ignorant of simple sandwich science. A Reuben is corned beef, sauerkraut, and cheese grilled on rye. And a pastrami is pastrami. It's basically the same thing. Nonsense! Corned beef is cut from the brisket and pastrami is cut from the deckel. You're, you're just making things up now, sir. Oh, bosh! In terms of prophecy... In terms of prophecy, it is my prophecy that when the angel returns and the sea lion takes up the sandwich of beef and cabbage upon rye bread and the earth shakes and the sky is like unto blood, the sleeper shall awaken. So it is written, so it is wrought. Oh, and exactly where are these proclamations written? Yeah, now it sounds like you are just making things up. I am the one who foretold this. What cut of meat it is, is irrelevant. The sea lion took the sandwich, the earth shook, and the sky is like unto blood. <laughs> Madam, it most certainly- Sir, the sky is always red in the evenings. It has been since the shipyard opened. Light pink at sunset is hardly what I'd call like unto blood. Blood. The rites have failed. The sacrifice of fish and our voices joined in song will no longer work. No. Now the only rites that will work are those that call for blood. <coughs> Excuse me, ma'am? You, you, you don't mean... Yes. The interlopers must be sacrificed to save us all. Seriously. Finally, a real sacrifice! Woohoo! And then we can eat them! Christian McWhitey! Too far? Sorry, I, I was just getting in the spirit of things. I knew it! I knew this was going to happen! I even made a bet with the ladies in the book club! Die in an island, sacrificed to a volcano guard by a Christian cult cannibals! God, why do I have to be so specific? <clears throat> now listen here, my good woman. I am Francis Cooksworth Pendleton of the Essex Pendletons. I'm a dauntless explorer, a revered member of society, I have a PhD, multiple trophies for doubles tennis, and I discovered the lost city of Moo! <laughs> Technically, you discovered Port Murray, New Jersey, sir. Well, they really need to repair that sign, Miss Hollyberry. But nonetheless, that is irrelevant. And it's definitely not a city. I, I don't even think it counts as a town. To put it simply, madam, I am an adventurer of the highest order, and you cannot... Sacrifice me. Christian, get the rope. Yeehaw! I will not be made part of your heathen rituals! And Port Murray was technically never lost, sir. I mean, it was always right there on the map. <laughs> well, I certainly didn't know where I was, and you were the one who forgot to bring the map. So I was lost. Uh, I think we should probably run. Grab them. The running should begin now, sir. Splendid idea. Do you still have your side on, Miss Halifax? Yes! Excellent. Fire away, young man. Fire like your life depends on it. Still not a man. Miss Hume, why are you firing into the air? Well, I don't want to kill anyone, sir. This is hardly the time to be so sporting. I am not a murderer, sir. Oh. Mr. Penderton? 
Sir, you, you, you killed him. And now they're shooting back at us. Intriguing. The crude slings bear a striking resemblance to hunting rifles. I suggest we head for the boat. You make her ready while I hold them off. If we can grab my gun bag on the way, that will help. If you say so, sir. Sorry about that. I, uh, Barb, I had orders. You know how it is. Oh, Dr. Pendolin! You, you, you shot him! Damn right! Damn him! Damn them all to hell! But, 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 but what are we gonna- Miss Hemispheres, you swim out, bring the boat around. I'll hold them off and rendezvous with you. You're a much better swimmer and sailor than I, I must confess. It is you who are the greater adventurer of Miss Holistikosis. Polisto what now? Never mind. Your plan is terrible. Let's stop and think about this. There is simply no time for thinking or planning. Uh, I guess there's no other choice. Be careful, Miss Halitosis. These waters are infested with sharks. They're not infested with sharks. Wait, are they? Spiders, snakes, seals, fleas, seal fleas, and now sharks? God damn it. Unbelievable. <sighs> okay, here I go. Get a good job, she said. See the world, she said. Put away something for the future, she said. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mom. You can do this. There are no sharks. This is just like swimming at summer camp. Excellent. Oh god, this water is freezing, and it's incredibly deep, and maybe there are sharks. And the closest land is swimming with cultists that want to murder you, and then maybe eat you. So, yeah, just like camp. Okay, here's the boat. Now, I just need to pull myself up. Uh, 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 I wish I hadn't missed arms day. Uh. I'm in. Now I just have to loosen the sheets, weigh the anchor, and here we go. Dr. Pendleton! Dr. Pendleton, sir, quickly! I'm throwing you a life preserver! Splendid! What is this stuff, sir? Uh, yes, artifacts, my good Miss Helium. Bit flatware, an empty soda bottle, a dented hubcat? So th these aren't artifacts, this is trash. Oh, stop it, nonsense. They are cultural artifacts of a lost nation of man. They belong in a museum. Where were you hiding all this junk? Uh, ah! Sir, are you okay? Pull me up, son, pull. I'm still not a man. Ah! Ah! I'm afraid I've been shot, Miss Hopscotch. It's Hornsby, sir. That is... That is a lot of blood. Uh, uh, I'm afraid... I'm afraid this may be my... My last adventure in Miss Haunted Mansion. Dr. Pendleton, listen to me. You can make it. I'll get the medical kit. Right. Now, you must sail like your life depends upon it, my dear Horns. Oh, my God, Dr. Dr. Pendleton. My name is Hornsby. Say it. Say it just once. Hornsby. <laughs> Oh dear God, he's, he's dead. Island is erupting, I've got to get out of here. Sail, Barbara Hornsby, sail like your life depends on it. Sail for, 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 for adventure. Oh, hello, good morning. I am here to interview for the assistant position. Excellent. Please have a seat. I am Hornsby. Barbara Hornsby, Esquire. <laughs> Esquiress? Good to meet you, Ms. Hornsby. I am Ms. Angelica Walker. Pleased to meet you. Now this position, I recently received an unexpected inheritance. And, well, managing it seems to be more than I can handle by myself. What I need is an assistant to take notes, coordinate my calendar, run errands, and accompany me on my business trips. Of course. That sounds very straightforward. I, uh, 
I don't mean to digress, but that painting there, that's a very interesting painting, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, yes. I painted that after I had an encounter with the cult of the ancient volcano god. Uh, a, vo a volcano god? Yes, yes. There'll be plenty of time for that tale, but for now, let's hear about you. Um, all right. Uh, I think if you look at my qualifications here, you will find I have a great deal of experience managing administrative duties for busy office environments. I have some experience with accounting, and I was the personal secretary to the vice president of Wealth Salt Savings and Loan for three years. Hmm. Ah. Yes, I see. Um, and how comfortable are you with intense physical exertion? You know, running, jumping, climbing, sailing, that sort of thing. How do you feel about adventure? Um, I can swim, and uh, I suppose you could say I'm a good climber. I, uh, I used to sail every summer with my father. I won three gold medals in archery when I was at Mount Holyoke, if that's relevant. Oh, yes. Yes, it's actually very relevant. Well, Miss Warner... It's Walker, Miss Hornby. Ms. Angelica Walker. It says right there at the top of my resume. The resume you are currently looking at, right in front of you. Yes, of course, Miss Wimbledon. Well, if you want the job, it's yours. It's Walker, sir. Angelica Walker. Oh, yes, of course. My mistake. Miss Webcrawler. Here. This could be your starting salary. Whoa. That is a pretty big number. Unfortunately, I... I think I'm going to pass on this opportunity, Miss Hornsby. I appreciate your time, but this might all be a bit more uh, eccentric than I am looking for. Miss Wilcox, Abigail! You just can't find good help these days. These kids just aren't looking for adventure. <laughs>